Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's Maria Olczak from Florence School of Regulation. Uh, I have a pleasure to be here today with Robert Kleinberg, uh, the adjunct uh, senior research scholar at the Center on Global Energy Policy of the Columbia University uh, School of International and Public Affairs. So welcome, Robert, and thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Um, so uh, let me just briefly um, tell about the experience of Robert. So Robert has um, uh, over 40 years of experience in oil and gas sector, um, starting with uh, the company Schlumberger. He studied uh, physics at the, the University of California, Berkeley. In today's podcast, we would like to focus on the topic of methane emissions regulation uh, in the US. So my first question will be, uh, will be directed to the current status quo uh, on, the, all, on the methane regulations in the US. As we all know, in 2016, the United, uh, uh, the US uh, Environmental Protection Agency adopted the methane emission regulations. However, uh, with the new president uh, and under the Trump administration, undertook the efforts to uh, reverse those standards. And in August 2019, EPA made a new proposal uh, um, aimed at loosening those existing rules. So what is the current status quo? Does it mean that uh, the methane emissions are no longer uh, regulated in the US? Well, first of all, Maria, thank you very much for inviting me to this interview. It's a pleasure to meet you here in Berlin. Um, the topic itself maybe brings a little less pleasure because <laughs> uh, as I'm sure your listeners are aware, uh, methane is the second most powerful greenhouse gas. Uh, it's a real global problem. And, uh, but in fact, the good side is, is that because it decays quickly in the atmosphere, the fastest way to uh, modify climate and to reduce the threat of climate change is to reduce methane. That's what will work the fastest. So this is an important topic for us to work on. So to address your question, um, the, uh, the methane emission rules are still in effect. Um, they were introduced in 2016 in the uh, presidency of Barack Obama. Um, the, in the last several years, President Trump, uh, our new president, has uh, systematically tried to dismantle those regulations, but it takes a long time for a regulation to be put into place. It's a very laborious process. In U.S. law, it's called the Administrative Procedure Act, and it's an equally laborious process to rescind those regulations. So it takes years to put a regulation into place, years to rescind it. So the process is still ongoing. Uh, the most important um, proposals for rescinding uh, methane emissions regulation were made in 2018 and 2019. So it's still a little early in the process. Um, but I can, I can assure you the administration is probably moving as fast as possible to put these into place. That's the way they work. Um, the, I, I should make clear that the, that the 2018 and 2019 uh, proposals to weaken these rules um, will weaken them, but not entirely eliminate um, the regulation of methane emissions. Um, that is sort of locked into uh, a law called the Clean Air Act. Uh, the Clean Air Act was last amended 30 years ago. It's, it's an antiquated law, but it's very powerful. And the Supreme Court in the United States has interpreted it very broadly. So complete deregulation is really not possible without changing the law, which is extremely unlikely in today's political environment. Nonetheless, um, these proposed changes can really do a lot to, to harm the regulatory uh, regime. And so it is a concern. 
Okay, but do you think it's likely that um, the process will uh, f uh, will be finalized before the pre uh, the presidential elections in the U.S.? Uh, probably not. Certainly not the 2019 okay. regulation. 2018, I, I can't say that with with so much certainty. 2019, I think there's very little chance. There's a whole notice and comment process. It's it's like I say, quite laborious. Okay, so there is a general perception that companies try to avoid regulation at any cost. Uh, and the process of rolling back of methane emission rules sparked many controversies uh, among the regulated oil and gas uh, companies. Uh, and some of them actually ended up uh, defending uh, the methane regulation which has been adopted in 2016. So what is your take on that? Well, this is indeed an interesting question, and it shows some dividing lines uh, within the oil and gas industry. The, uh, the major oil and gas companies do want to preserve the uh, methane emission rules that were established in 2016 in the Obama era. Um, and, and really their main motivation is, is that they are very concerned uh, of their, about their social, what they call social license to operate, um, which is basically public acceptance of natural gas as, as an important fuel going into the future. And uh, one way to to do that, to to sort of in, improve the reliable, the uh, reputation of natural gas, is to make sure that greenhouse gas emissions are minimized. And of course, methane being such a powerful uh, component of that picture, uh, that's a, that's a good thing to to target. Now, uh, the the second group of interest is the small producers. So these are the companies you've never heard of. Mm -hmm. um, that are basically mostly located inside the United States. And, and typically they might have a few wells, which typically are sort of small producers. And they simply don't have the legal and uh, technological wherewithal to comply with these very complex regulations. And therefore, they find them very burdensome. Uh, and moreover, that's a group that is, tends to be ideologically opposed to any kind of regulation. Um, so, so they are very much on the side of Trump uh, in this issue. Uh, there's a third group, um, which in a sense doesn't really care much one way or the other whether methane is regulated or not. What they're interested in is regulatory stability. So they want rules that are predictable, that they can set up a process to comply uh, and then move on and worry about other things. So those are so the industry breaks down into those three pieces. Okay, but um, I think uh, just one follow-up uh, follow question on that, because what we also see is that companies come together to work to, uh, to work on the problem of methane emissions. We have methane-guiding principles where big uh, oil and gas companies um, um, work jointly to solve this problem. Um, and it, I think it is similar to the situation with safety rules that made uh, many companies work together because they have interest in coming up with, uh, with good uh, regulations and uh, making their operations more safe. Do you think like, with, uh, with, um, uh, in, the car uh, in the coming years we will see more and more cooperation among companies? Yes, yes, I do. And I think that's a very good analogy. Uh, again, this is a common problem. There's no intellectual property concern here. Everybody has basically the same interest in reducing everybody's methane emissions, their own and their competitors. Um, And I think this is a great opportunity for cooperation within, in the, within the industry. Next week, I will be attending a meeting of the Methane Guiding Principles. Um, and they have a very good program to sort of really, it's mostly at this point, an educational process of informing everyone about how best to deal with the problem. 
Uh, another group I'd like to uh, call out is the Oil and Gas Climate Initiative, which has made some very forward-looking investments in technology and in um, aircraft and satellite surveillance that is already really paying off in terms of, of developing the new technology that we need to deal with this problem. Okay, that's very interesting. Um, so, uh, speaking about regulatory framework um, and uh, the, ch the changes to, to regulation, so uh, you're one of the co-authors of the suggestions for improvements uh, of the, um, to the Methane Waste Prevention Act that is currently discussed uh, in the Congress. And um, those um, amendments aim not only at restoring the 2016 uh, Obama administration rules, but also at allowing the use of new technologies. Uh, could you please elaborate on that? Yes. So um, the, the Methane Waste Pre Pre Prevention Act that you referred to is one of several bills that are making their way through the House of Representatives now that's controlled by the Democrats, of course, in opposition to President Trump. Um, and uh, basically, they are very simple. They just say, okay, there are going to be no changes to the 2016 Obama-era rules. We're just going to go back to that, and we're, we're not going to permit these Trump uh, administration changes to take place. And so, okay, that sounds good if you're sort of think that, that these changes that Trump are making are bad. But I looked at that and I thought, no, that's a terrible idea because the 2016 regulations are in many ways very defective. Mm -hmm. And speaking as a technologist, one of the things that, that most concerned me about them was the fact that it's almost impossible to have new technology certified as being an accepted leak detection method. So back in 2016, it's, it's only three or four years ago, but uh, there were two methods called method 21 and optical gas imaging. Uh, details are not important for this conversation, but they're sort of very component oriented, one flange, one valve at a time. You look at every single one and you do that once or twice a year. And, and it's extremely laborious, time consuming and expensive. And it's a regulatory burden. Um, whereas now, even just a few years later, we're already seeing aerial surveillance of oil fields that is finding not the smallest leaks, the type, the type you tend to find if you look at every flange and valve, but they find the big leaks, the super emitters okay. that are overlooked. Mm, exactly. And, um, and therefore, it's, it's critical to have new technology permitted as an improved, as an improved method. And basically, working with my colleagues uh, at Columbia Law School, Duke University, and at Schlumberger, uh, we formulated an amendment which does just that. Okay, okay, perfect. Um, uh, so, um, based on the Article 16 of the Governance Regulation of the, Europe, uh, the European Energy Union, um, there is a um, provision saying that, uh, that the European Commission needs to uh, come up with the proposal of the EU methane strategy. Uh, and, um, and the event that we are attending today is one of the many events that will uh, cover this topic. Uh, what, uh, uh, what kind of advice could you give to create uh, sound uh, policies and regulations tackling this problem? Well, you know, I recommend that your regulations here in the EU uh, be much more flexible and adaptable than those uh, adapted in the United States. Um, because technology is moving along rapidly, uh, and, and we have the, the, the increasing capability to find large emitters, stop them. Uh, and, but, and we don't even know what's going to be coming up in the next few years and what advancements might be made. I, I certainly recommend a very flexible sort of program that 
is technology friendly, that encourages the development of technology um, to go and find the very largest sources of emission. And there are some very large ones which are being overlooked in the routine inspection regime. Mm -hmm. Um, These are not only aircraft based, but also satellite based. And uh, you probably know the European Space Agency has Mm -hmm. launched the uh, Tropomy methane detecting satellite, which is a very powerful instrument, not good enough to detect point sources of methane emissions, but technology is improving every day. And uh, and so really that that's something that should really be built into the plans. One thing I'm very excited about is this concept of methane supply index, where mm-hmm. the European Union will be looking at not only methane emissions within its own borders, but um, basically methane emissions associated with gas being imported and so basically to establish a regime of, of methane emission uh, attribution from wellhead to end of pipe here in Germany or other countries in Europe. Um, that's very exciting. It's going to be technologically very challenging. And that in particular is going to demand a lot of flexibility uh, in the regulations. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and it, it will most probably affect the b- biggest suppliers uh, of natural gas to Europe. So we'll, uh, there will be a lot of things to discuss uh, in the future. Um, so uh, thank you very much for uh, for uh, all the information that you provided. Uh, and um, I hope that we will have uh, uh, another opportunity to discuss it in the future. So thank you. I suspect we will. <laughs>